Welcome back to the carousel, the number one spot for all your latest news, Let's rumors, and scoop Let's in college go. basketball. I'm Adam Gordon, joined by uh, Brian Burton of All Access Network. Good morning, Brian. What up? What up? A lot, lot of stuff's happened. We went every day last week, and man, there's been so much stuff that's happened since then. Man, and I've been sitting here like uh, all week, like, man, is it time to go on air yet? I know. It <laughs> I know. It feels like, miss it. After last week, it's like, man, like we got to go already. I know. I enjoyed it, man. It was it was fun, but we're happy to be back. Um, yeah, and again, as always, we're not here to celebrate anybody losing their job. Yep. We are here to just simply talk about what's open, hires that have been made, uh, and just uh, continue to talk about the profession. Uh, if you guys have scoop. If you guys have heard things that you want to share, you can DM us. You can comment uh, in the comment section, or you can text us anonymously at 662-418-9031. Um, I don't have the conference to promote the, the Rising Coaches Final Four Speaker Series. We got that in the books. It was unbelievable last week. Uh, uh, six great days of content and speakers. I love However, that. I do want to plug something else, Brian. If yeah, you, what you got? Me too. <laughs> yeah. um, next week, we've got our intro to coaching conference. We're very excited about this. We're doing this. this is big. Yeah, this is big. Yeah, this is in conjunction with our DEI Alliance. Yep. Um, and intro to coaching is for, uh, it's a free virtual conference for athletes that are looking to transition into coaching. Um, so if you guys have former players that are trying to get into the profession, uh, tell them to, to visit risingcoaches.com in the events section. You'll find an application for intro to coaching. Again, it's free. And it's just a way for us to help bridge that gap, you know, for you know, so many people when they finish their playing career, they, they want to get into the profession, but they don't know how. Yep. And this event, um, you know, is going to shed some light on how to get into the profession. And we're going to conclude it with some speed interviews. We've already got about 15 uh, programs uh, college programs, professional organizations that are going to take part in the speed interviews that are looking to hire. Um, yep. So if your program is looking for a GA, a player development guy, uh, some sort of entry level job, um, jump on, uh, reach out to us, Adam at risingcoaches.com. Uh, if you want to take part in the speed interviews as well. So very excited about that. Um, I think it's going to be a great, a great event. Yeah. High level. I mean, it's just important to be able to have, the bridge between the gap. You talk about it all the time about having uh it seems like it's such a secret society sometimes to get information. So it's good for college athletes once they get done to be able to plug right in and uh, have an opportunity and get some education on this crazy business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and as always, we got lots to talk about. We're going to talk Arizona in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk North Carolina. Uh, we've got Kevin Sweeney, uh, from Sports Illustrated joining us in about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, so so let's jump into it. Um, hey, Tad, thanks for reaching let's out. Go, yeah, well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Next week. So excited about that. Um, keep the comments coming, guys. We always love for this to be interactive. Uh, and as always, uh, we're, we're not hosting this because we've got all the answers. We're hosting this because we no longer coach. We are no longer <laughs> caught up in the rat race. And ultimately – we don't give a fuck. So, uh, let's start it off, Brian. Uh, obviously, the biggest the biggest prize of the of the off season so far, a job that has rarely come open in college basketball. North Carolina made it official. 
uh, promoting Hubert Davis to their head coach. Yep. Uh, I think everybody knew this was down to Hubert Davis and Wes Miller. Um, but, uh, you know, Roy, Roy put all his weight behind Hubert, it, it looks like, and, and congratulations to him. Yeah, awesome hire. I love what Roy had to say about him. I love that Roy was a part of recruiting him as an assistant. Lucas, I was going to say, that's your favorite part of the show. Lucas loves when we talk about why we're the host. Yeah, Hubert, Hubert Davis, former player, um, NBA player. He talked about how much he was an overachiever, uh, first-class human, won't find a better. I'm excited for Hubert Davis, man. You don't you don't usually see these stories happen very often. He was an assistant on coaching staff for a while, and uh, I just think it's awesome. He's, he's going to hire a great staff. He's a beloved guy, and uh, I'm excited they kept him in the family. And, and Wes Miller, he would have been great too. I'm just excited for uh, some of these older guys that pay their dues in a different way. Your former NBA player, pay your dues and for you to get a shot. And uh, He's such a beloved guy in the Carolina family. So awesome for, for uh, Hubert Davis. Yeah, great hire. The one thing I've heard some criticism about, not really criticism, but um, – like, why, why didn't Roy Williams announce this? Like, why put Wes Miller through this, you know, and split some of the family? Like, you know, some of the North Carolina people were, were saying, oh, Wes should get the mm-hmm. job. Oh, Hubert should mm-hmm. get it. Why not just announce who your, like, coach and waiting is going to be um, earlier so you're not having to put people in that position? But, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, the administration didn't want to go that route. Maybe they wanted to interview i don't know but that, that's the only yeah, you never know about. behind the scenes you never know behind the scenes i'm sure he probably had a plan the whole time to probably help hubert i would think but uh maybe it helps west for the next time when hubert is no no when he steps down who knows i mean guys like roy williams he's always got a plan so i'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt and uh west miller's gonna do big things no matter what for sure for sure uh, another big job that got hired uh over the last week oklahoma Finally got Porter Moser out of Loyola. Boom. Is Sister Jean Boom. coming with him? Uh, is he, he, did, he, did, he, did, he did say <laughs> he did say that she's in the transfer portal. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love that. The press conference, he said it. Yeah, great hire. Um, obviously, uh, tons of schools over the last few years have been trying to get Porter Moser to leave his situation there at Loyola. Uh, and uh, and uh, that, this is Tass' favorite hire so far. Um, and it, and it, you know, in trying to get Porter Moser, when you're trying to get a a big steal like that, you got to bring in the big guns and Oklahoma did that. They hired Katie Young Stout of turnkey search. Only Katie could get Porter to leave Chicago. Uh, well done, Katie. Katie. Well done, Oklahoma. Do you like to hire Brian? I mean, obviously he's done an unbelievable job. I yeah. love it. I think what the cool thing is kind of like, I mean, we don't ever know who's getting hired. We're literally just talking about what we may think or scoop we may have. But uh, we did mention Hubert Davis right away. And then we also mentioned uh, Porter Moser. I thought originally I even talked to Kevin and Kevin's a Chicago guy, Sweeney, who's coming on. I'm like, Porter Moser is probably the guy that they're going to try to get. I mean, outside of the regional guys like McCaslin, who's done a really good job and uh, would have been great too. just Porter it seemed like it was the right time for him to make the jump. And this, this is a job that is a perfect job for him because he comes back to the South. I think he's from, he has some Texas ties or maybe he went to Texas A&M if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's familiar with the area, a uh, high level job. It's a football school. So they're not going to have super crazy expectations, but definitely a place where you can do big things. And 
Uh, I'm excited to see what's about to happen in the Big 12. We'll talk more about the Big 12 and all the happenings because half the jobs that have been open and closed are in the Big 12. But uh, Porter Moser is the elite, elite basketball coach, basketball mind, beloved person. He's already hired a great uh, staff member in KT Turner. Uh, I think he's going to hire more from what it sounds like of some high-level guys and look forward to it. Looking forward to seeing him in the Big 12. Yeah, and of course the dominoes continue to fall. And when Porter leaves, Loyola yeah. does the right thing, Love moving this. up Drew, Drew Love Valentine. This. Love um, this. So congratulations there. Again, we say it. We say it time and time again. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, when you're at a mid-major program, and Loyola's, of course, like gotten themselves to another level here. But still, if you have a great assistant in line, yep. and you've had success then continuity is really important in this game, especially like right now when you're not getting too much continuity in your roster because of all the transfers. If you can keep continuity in your, in your coaching staff, um, there's definitely something to be said for that. So yep. uh, congrats to Drew. That'll be a good one, right? Yeah. Great hire. I love to see the trend of uh, we'll talk about a few more that's happened that people have gotten moved up. And uh, I think it has not gotten enough credit, but it's a cool, second trend outside of minority hires that's happened that you love to see that's guys that have helped their coach get promoted and go on to the next school that they get to actually take over the reins because they know the inside they know the place they know the culture they knew the blueprint to build it so uh i'm excited for drew valentine brothers in the nba uh chicago guy he's gonna have all kinds of support and help and and he's gonna hire a great staff and excited for him he's gonna have a heck of an opportunity yeah, and like you said, um, going along that same trend of, of moving assistants up, Mark Adams at Texas Tech got the nod. Um, yep. And this is one that, you know, you were on early, Brian, and, and our our anonymous tip line was blowing up last week when we were talking <laughs> about it. Um, I think I think people knew that this there was a very good chance this might happen. Mark Adams, one of the most uh, well-respected coaches in the games, one of the great defensive minds in the games, yep. um, getting a chance to lead – the Texas Tech Red Raiders, right? Red Raiders? Yeah, Red Raiders, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if they would actually do this one because sometimes it doesn't happen at the high majors like it does at the mid-majors. So the high majors kind of think that they can lure somebody else in. So I'm really excited about this hire because uh, anybody that knows what happened at Texas Tech, Chris Beard's a tremendous coach. We'll talk about him next, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, Coach Adams, for him to have this opportunity. Oh, we already talked about Texas, didn't we, last week? Yeah, we're not talking about yeah, that's how Chris this Beard already got his time on the show. Yeah, so he got his time. So, <laughs> so the fact, that, yeah, so the fact that they had this, uh, you know, top shelf defense, one of the best defenses ever in the history of Ken Palm, if not the best, I believe. Yeah, Mark Adams is a mastermind when it comes to coaching. He won a national championship at Howard Junior College. He had guys like Jay Crowder, um, really, really good basketball mind. He's already made a good hire as well in Barrett Perry, uh, former head coach at Portland, which I'm sure we'll talk about that at Portland State. That opening coming up next. But, uh, yeah, Mark Adams, heck of a job to get this uh, opportunity. And uh, the Big 12 is going to be really intense with some of these battles. I mean, I, I would probably pay a pretty large amount of money to go fly to Texas Tech, to Lubbock, to watch them play Texas when Texas comes to town. That game is going to be some serious fireworks. So credit to Mark Adams for being able to secure this job. Um, and, uh, yeah, excited for what he's a West Texas guy, West Texas guy. I'm sure you'll see guys like Steve green possibly pop up. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there on his staff and, uh, he'll do a great job hiring. He'll do a good job recruiting. And yeah, he's as good of a coach as there is in the league. 
Well, and the other thing that, you know, you talked about, you didn't know if they would actually pull the trigger on this. Let's be honest. It's hard for like, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, not that he's old, but like older right. white dude. Right. Uh, that hasn't gotten a, you know, he's had a long career as a head coach right. at the junior college level, but not at the division one level. And you don't see too many, you know, older dudes get their first shot. Um, yeah. I mean, really, I mean, and really Hubert Davis is kind of in the same boat. Like he's never yeah. been a head coach. So you get a shot at North Carolina of all places. It's like, well, is he ready? Is he ready? So I, I'm, I'm just excited about, uh, again, North Carolina here, Drew Valentine. Uh, I think we may have already talked about Greg Young at, UTA. I don't know if we have or not, but uh, that's another one. Uh, Eastern Washington, Shante Liggins moves on. They move his guy up. I love to see this trend, and I hope it continues. All right. We got one more to talk about like that. Uh, speed yeah. Clapping, that's a big one. This one, again, I think we everyone kind of knew this was coming, um, but uh, Speedy Claxton, one of the best to ever do it at Hofstra, now the head coach there. I can't imagine there's a better player alumni than Speedy Claxton. And his name no. is Speedy Claxton. You got to love that. But longtime pro, put Hofstra on the map. Uh, awesome hire. Seemed like a no-brainer, and, and they and they got it done. I love it. Yeah, and, and was on staff there and was part of, you know, the success that they've built over the yep. last few years. Okay, we got three more to talk about before we bring in our guest here, um, Kevin Sweeney, who's, who's waiting backstage uh, anxiously. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, hired Steve Lutz. Is it Lutz or Lutz? Lutz. 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 Steve yep. Lutz from Purdue. Um, Matt Painter sneakily like gets dudes jobs. Like he he put he turns out he's as got, many got, coaches as a lot of he's got him and Rick Barnes both have two assistants getting head jobs this offseason. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve Lutz is a Texas guy, um, has Texas roots all the way back and uh excited for him to, to get his shot. He's been doing it for a long time at a high level, Creighton, uh Purdue. Uh, been at Incarnate Word, Stephen F. Austin. He's he's paid his dues and done a good job and excited for him. Curvis Christie may be the best job in the Southland right now with all those teams that have left. So he's going to win and do it at a high level, and I'm sure he's going to hire great staff, but really excited for Steve Lutz to get his opportunity uh, to lead the program. And shout-out to Katie Young again, our DEI Alliance board member, for this search as well. Katie Young Stout. All right. Uh, Austin P. hired Nate James of Duke. Uh, Nate James was one of my favorite players from that team. Uh, the, the defensive stopper. On yeah. The team with, uh, can we say, can we say shout out to Nate James? Cause he used to have a cutoff sleeve on one side and a full sleeve on the other side under his Jersey. The first one I ever saw do it. He kind of made it cool for a little bit, but I just want to shout out to him. I hope he brings it back. Did you, did you No, I hope, I, hopefully that trend does not come back. Did you, <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't want the whole trend to come back, but I, he got to have at least like, a moment where he comes to practice in one of those sleeves like that. He, he's got to do it. He's got to do it. Just do it. Do it for the culture, Nate James. Do it. Did for you rock world. it ever? Did you ever rock that? Uh, I don't think I ever rocked it a game. Maybe like a practice or something. I don't know if I was bold enough to do it. I didn't like it that much. I just liked that he did it and he was at Duke. What Duke guy does that? Come on. Duke guys are normally like straight lace, prim and proper as far as like what Coach K will allow them to do. So I was like, this guy, Nate James, is on to something. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this hire? I, I'm going to tell you just straight up. I'm a little nervous about it. We talked about it before. Like I'm always nervous when people from that only have experience at the highest level and he's from Duke, mm. like that's the <clears throat> highest level possible yep. in college basketball yep. is now at Austin P where he's going to have to take a 10 hour bus ride to go play Moorhead state. Um, right. I don't even know if he's ever been on a, you know, like you don't 
you don't take those trips when you're at right. Duke. You jump in a private plane and it's it's a half hour and you're there. Um, that's my only question. Can he manage uh, low major life, mid major life, whatever you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, no. I, and you've coached in his league, and you know. And I, I think, uh, like most guys, it's almost like that NBA jump a little bit because it's so far up there when you're at the when you're at Duke versus everywhere else, and that that's the only place you've worked. You you make a great point. Uh, his staff is going to be really important. I don't know how many guys at lower levels he knows. But he really is going to have to have somebody, some guys on his staff that understand what you're talking about, the grind of it, who's been in the trenches, who understands how to do more with less. Um, but I would also imagine they're going to give him time there, I would think, just because he's a Duke guy. The AD's a Duke guy. So I would imagine he's going to have time to figure it out. So hire a great staff, Nate James, and good things are to come. And he's a great person. He's really smart. He works his tail off. So he'll figure it out. Uh, but there's no question it'll be an adjustment. Bring back the cutoff sleeve on one side for the culture. Please, Nate James. <laughs> Last one we got to talk about um, ETSU. We, we talked about the ETSU debacle at length last yeah. week. Yes, we um, did. They moved quickly um, and, and hired Desmond Oliver from Tennessee. Um, talk about this one, Brian. I've got my thoughts, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I mean, so obviously there was a lot of damage control that they knew that they had to do. And, and sometimes – uh, administrations and staffs are aware of that, and sometimes they aren't. So to their credit, which I don't really like giving this probably organization, school, anything credit, but to give them their credit in this situation, they hired a Tennessee coach who is in the state. They hired a minority. They hired a first-class guy. Um, so I think they did check some boxes that they are aware that, hey, this thing went south. We're taking a little bit of ownership to actually – right the wrong in some ways, or maybe even not right the wrong, maybe just take steps forward to do better, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm a little torn on this. I'm happy for Desmond, um, you know, and his family. This is a great opportunity. He's been trying to, you know, like Desmond Oliver and Kim English were involved in like every job, weren't right, they? This right, right. Um, but I'm happy that, that he got this opportunity. ETSU is historically a great mid-major job. Yes. Um, I, I hate it. Because I, I in in a sense, because I don't want the narrative to change, you know, and take pressure off ETSU. They forced Jason Shea out for yep. kneeling with his team during the anthem, yep. which is wrong. And just because you turn around and you hire, you know, a black head coach. I mean, I'm again, I'm really happy. It's another opportunity for a minority. It's an opportunity for Desmond Oliver, who's worked his tail off his entire career for this opportunity and wish him the best of luck. But at the same time, like. I, I don't want it to take ETSU's administration and boosters uh, and, and let them off the hook. Uh, I'm torn about it. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not a uh, it's not going to go away. And I just hope that Desmond Oliver is able to be a recipient of them wanting to write their right their wrong or make steps to be better. Um, right. So and they also did hire uh, Coach Harris for their women's coach, who's also a minority from Ohio state. So yeah, of course, Simon yeah. Harris, shout out to him. Yeah. Simon One Harris, to yeah, shout out to him. So, so if ETSU is making steps in the right direction, they've started it. I'm just, I, a jury's still out. If they actually continue to follow through and they support these guys, what if they want to kneel again? Right. What are you going to do? And right. now, now it's, now it's a black head coach. So I guess that's my real question is it's easy when it's, 
when it's fun and everybody's feeling good and you're winning, but what about the adversity? So support Desmond Oliver and Simon Harris through adversity, and then you'll get more respect from people out here. No question. Okay, let's bring in our guest, Kevin Sweeney. We, we, we do we do have two more, I think, though. Two Mountain West jobs we got to bring up. Oh, okay. Well, we got Kevin on that. We got to yeah. answer Kevin. He's on, and then we can talk about Perfect. it. Kevin, Kevin nice haircut, by the way. Kevin Sweeney, College Basketball Central, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Kevin, what's up, man? Good to see you again. It's good, good to be here. Uh, it's been a, been a busy month for, for all of us. And uh, now that there's not games on TV, we can be uh, 100% focused on uh, what, what's coming next. So, so that. Are you sleeping much, Kevin, or are you just like 24-7 locked into like Twitter? And Well, it, it, would, help it, it would help if Brian Burden wasn't calm up. <laughs> Brian, what jobs did we forget? What did you want to talk we about? For, we forgot. We forgot about uh, Tim Miles, San Jose oh, State. We did. Okay. Hold on. Let me put the thing up here. You got to bring that one up. Tim Miles. Tim Miles is back in it. He's back in it. Great hire for sure. Great hire. He yeah, did a great I'll, job. I'll, he's done a great job everywhere he's been, except Nebraska, um, which no one seems to win. You know, be able to win there. Um, right. But the job he did at Colorado State, right in your backyard, there, Brian, unbelievable. Yep. He really did. And a great dude, uh, very funny, great sense of humor. No doubt. But really a good ball coach, and like has an identity, has a very clear way of how he wants to play, the type of dudes he wants to recruit, or I'm sorry, the type of dudes he wants to recruit. And I always think like having an identity, especially at harder jobs, is so important. No question. And he's a he embraces his nerd. So I I appreciate that about him. Uh, and he's done it at if I'm not mistaken, before he's at Colorado State, he's done it at the lower levels, like one of the South Dakota schools or Dakota schools. He's done it at a D2 or NAI level. So if there was a guy that kind of mad scientist, San Jose State, he is the guy. So excited for Tim Miles. He knows the league. Uh, he seems to be fired up to get back into business. And the thing I've said, I give San Jose State credit because they won the Mountain West in football. And that's unheard of for a school like San Jose State to do that. So something about their administration and now they've made this hire. Maybe maybe they have some secret sauce that uh, that they that they are doing there that they figured out. So credit to San Jose State. Kevin, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the biggest reason he didn't win at Nebraska, at least win enough to, to keep his job, was like he just didn't recruit good enough players, right? Like he he couldn't like consistently get high school guys there, and that it's hard to do that there. Like, yep. but they got some really good transfers uh, in who were you know lower level guys at the you know, high major level. They took like the kid Palmer from Miami, averaged like five points a game, turned him into an All Big Ten guy. So like he is going to, I think, understand how to navigate somewhere like San Jose state where he's going to have to take some under the radar freshmen because he knows how to find those guys. He just didn't know how to consistently get the talent you're going to need in a big 10 that was just continuing to get better and better. Like I'm surprised San Jose state could make a hire this good. I think he's going to do a good job. They're going to give him time, which is you know what he needs. Cause he's not, he's not in it to quick flip it. Like he's not in it to you know be there years and, and get the next one. Like he, he's going to take time and it you know, might be hard at first, but like, like talk about a perfect fit and a guy who will bring some energy to a place that just, like it feels pretty dormant and like, he's just going to go out there and, you know, try to get students involved, try to get people to care about the program. And I think, you know, from, from an athletic department standpoint, that's exactly what they needed as well. Oh, he's going to give him so much life and energy. It's almost like when Bruce Pearl went to Tennessee and he's in the stands, he's got face paint. I, I would not be surprised if Tim miles 
anything that he does at San Jose State to get them on the map. I would not be surprised. The other one was uh, Utah State. We didn't talk about that one. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah, my apologies. All right, hold on. Utah State. That's, that's, an, that's another one. Ryan Damn, here we go. We got a great tech team working behind the scenes. Yes, we do. <laughs> High-level um, productions. Ryan Odom has been, like, mentioned. Another guy that, like, his name gets mentioned with every single job that comes open in the last three years. Obviously did a great job at UMBC. Um, this seems like a really good fit. What do you guys think of Ryan Odom at Utah State? I'll let yeah. Cam go first. Yeah, I, I think it works in the sense, like, their AD made a football hire in Blake Anderson from Arkansas State who – like didn't have any like regional ties to the West. Um, you know, wasn't even, had never been West of Texas, but, you know, had a lot of head coaching experience and won consistently. And I, you know, when, when that job first up, I was like, who could be that guy? And Ryan Odom didn't even like come in my, my mind, but right. he fits that mold perfectly. A guy who's won, you know, who did it at a tough place. Like UMBC was nothing when he got there. Uh, right. He won 20 games every year, pretty much. Uh, obviously, NCAA tournament is what people will remember, and I think why he probably felt like he needed to, you know, he needed to jump at this point was, you know, it, it was getting further away from that NCAA tournament win. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you know, you're getting a proven winner who's really smart. I don't know that ties really matter that much at a place like Utah State. Like you're going to get some kids in the state, but like you know, you're not going to sustain the program by that. You're going to need international kids. You're going to need to recruit like like Colorado State has recruited Texas and Minnesota and like. I think you're going to do things like that. So, you know, he's going to have to hire people who understand, you know, the region, but I I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think at this point it was pretty clear, you know, he wasn't going to be able to get an ACC job from UMBC. So this is a really logical, you know, step up for him in a a great league um, where he can, he can win in the coaching in this league continues to just get so much better. Like it is, it is, it is going to be tough night in and night out uh, in that league. Yeah, Ryan Odom, I love the hire. I think with the transfer portal, that regional ties matter, but don't matter as much as they always have because the transfer portal is going to be such a way to get good fast and stay older. So it doesn't really necessarily matter about your regional ties when you're uh, when a percentage, at least a third of your team may come from there. So, uh, But, yeah, just hiring a successful coach. Uh, for those that don't remember, they beat uh, Virginia as a 16 seed. So – uh, just a great story. Excited for him. And I think it's a great hire. Yeah. And Utah State has always been like a school that recruits JUCO heavily, recruits mm-hmm. international heavy transfers. So um, and maybe the best fan base in college basketball. If you haven't YouTubed their <laughs> student section, you need to do it right now. Yeah, um, I've lived it. I've lived it. Okay, let's get to uh, we'll Wait, get back. I think, to there, I, think there might, I think there might be one more. Did we do UTA or no? Uh, you mentioned UTA. Yeah, you did. You okay, did. good. All right, good. Um, okay, let's get to the good news and, and, and not the good news, the big news uh, from this week. Sean Miller was let go at Arizona. Um, one of the best, you know, historic best jobs in college, certainly a top 25 job in the country, right? Um, maybe the best job in the Pac 12. Um, I think people knew this was coming. I kept hearing for like a month now, oh, they're going to fire Sean Miller tomorrow. They're going to fire Sean Miller tomorrow. Well, it finally happened. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, his tenure ended with a lot of controversy due to the NCAA infractions, FBI case. Um, but ultimately, uh, there's other guys that were involved with that that won a little bit more recently. 
that still have jobs and in fact have contract extensions. So you got to think their recent struggles on the court played a big part in this, right? Yeah, I I personally do. Um, I, I, I think the bottom line is it became really hard for Sean Miller to recruit in the U.S. And he do, he was smart, you know, and went out and got some international guys. They have like a four-man, Azolas Tubelas, who's really good. They recruited like an Estonian point guard, uh, Kirk Friese, who's going to be good. Like, like he, he, he adapted because like the dude can coach ball. Like, like we're not debating that, but like it, it, there was just so much controversy and so many questions like, are you getting fired? Are you getting fired? Are you getting fired? Uh, are you, you know, are you going to have, you know, three years of NCAA tournament bans, whatever. And, you know, Programs like Kansas and LSU have been able to, you know, right the ship a lot, a lot cleaner uh, than Arizona has. There's been this constant speculation. I think that war on him and war on the program's ability to recruit and, you know, things hadn't been they hadn't won enough. And I think at the end of the day, it was like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, we're not going to extend you. Sean Miller was willing to coach at the last year of his deal. That was not a good solution. Like, at the end of the day, like this kind of had to happen eventually. And now it's uh, now. It's, probably top, I would say probably top 15 ish job in the country. Like just, just an outstanding place where you can win a lot. You have really good fan support. Maybe not the money. Like I think you're seeing in the big 12, like big, like there's some crazy money getting thrown around in the big 12. There's a lot of money being thrown around in the big 10. I think the PAC 12 schools are definitely falling behind in that regard, push because of their TV deal. But you know, there's still, there's still money to be had there. And uh, you know, certainly a big time job where you can win championships. Yeah. A lot of units. The PAC 12 got a lot of units this tournament with all their success. A lot of units, a lot of units. They, uh, yeah, so big time history, big time history of pros. One of the, one of the big time history guys is, uh, Damon Stoudemire. So he's a name that always is mentioned with this job. One of the better players to ever play there has done an unbelievable job at Pacific with less and with all kinds of obstacles. So his name is mentioned. Uh, Josh Pastner's name has been mentioned at a former assistant to possibly go back. Uh, Scott Drew's name has been mentioned, a national champion with his family living there, his brother coaching at Grand Canyon, supposedly has always kind of been a dream job for him. Uh, But the name that seems like it's going to get done is Tommy Lloyd. Believe it or not, that's the name that people are saying that it could be done as early as next week and that uh, they have had this kind of targeted as that Gonzaga has been the best team on the West Coast. And Arizona wants to be the best team on the West Coast. So how do you do that? Get one of the guys that's a part of it and then take them away from that other place so they're not as good. So that's what I got. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would tend to agree. I think first off, like the timing of this, and people say, oh, you know, they were talking with the boosters weren't down to fire Sean Miller. Oh, you know, this, this, there was this thing. It happened at this time on purpose. Right. It, it, at some point, when someone gets fired two days after the Final Four, and there's, you know, the, one of the top candidates for any job on the West Coast was in the Final Four, you're like, hmm, I wonder what could be going on here. So, right. you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, Tommy Lloyd has been obviously so, you know, critical to the entire Gonzaga operation. Everyone wants a, wants a piece of that program. And you you can't get Mark Few. So Tommy Lloyd's the next best thing. He has the international recruiting ties, which I think, again, makes a lot of sense because, you know, the international kids, it's probably a little easier to navigate that without, you know, if you're dealing with an NCAA tournament ban coming up in the future, I think that's really, really helpful. He's recruited the transfer portal really well. He was a guy who got an empire this year. So, no, I I, I think, you know, in terms of how he understands, like his understanding of the landscape, I think really fits for what Arizona needs right now. 
obviously has worked for one of the best coaches in the history of college basketball, in my opinion, and Mark Few. Um, you know, it's first, you know, if it's a first head coaching job, tough, but you know, it's a great, it's a great job, a great first job to have, I'll say that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I do think guys like Damon Stoudemire deserve a look, guys like Miles Simon deserve a look, but at the end of the day, like the, the buzz is certainly, uh, strong with, with uh, Tommy Lloyd. I think it makes you know all the sense in the world to, to go that route. Assuming you can't pull someone like a Scott Drew, in which case, obviously, that would change the game a little bit. Sorry, guys. I'm getting some unconfirmed rumors here. John <laughs> Beeline has been spotted in Tucson. We cannot confirm this. <laughs> Beeline, it sounds like he was wearing a cowboy hat, uh, but did have his blue uh, shirt on, sleeves rolled up, yellow tie. John Beeline, who knows? Uh Maybe we could see him at Arizona. Yeah, I don't think the so. wrong colors on. If he's got a blue shirt, yellow tie, he's not at Michigan. Yeah, but, well, that's just his thing. That's the colors he wears, <laughs> regardless of school. Um, I love it. Yeah, I mean, we just got an anonymous tip on the on the tip line again, echoing what you guys said. Tommy Lloyd seems like it's, it's close to done. Um, to your point, Kevin, it's a hell of a first job to have. Like this seems to be a trend. Like schools are taking yeah. risks on people with no head coaching experience. Okay. Um, I, I'm always happy when it works out, but it's, it's just hard and it's an important job. What about, um, not that I've heard this or anything, I, I doubt he's in the mix, Brian Dutcher, uh, probably the second best program on the West Coast that's not a Pac-12 school at San Diego State. He's turned them, you know, he's kept their program rolling. It's a perennial top 25 team uh, at San Diego State. If you're looking for somebody on the West Coast who's proven, why not give him a look? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a winner, like 100%. No, I got another, another guy who understands the portal, another guy who, you know, understands the region. Yeah, that, that would absolutely work. Okay, let's talk. Uh, Rodney Terry left. Uh, I should have spelt this out. Look how little UTEP looks on that thing. Uh, <laughs> Rodney Terry left uh, to join Chris Beard's staff at Texas. UTEP now open. What do you guys think here? Should I let the uh, UTEP guy take it first? Uh, Brian Burton's a UTEP. You're here first. Brian Burton, next head coach at UTEP. Definitely not me. I want no parts of it. I love El Paso. I had a great time. My middle daughter was born there. Uh, But no, I will not be going back. Um, So I think they're going to have, they've had permission to talk to Chris Jans. Chris Jans is at the rival in New Mexico State across the street. Uh, It makes sense. I think they need to move fairly fast on this uh, tire. So it makes sense that they would talk to him. He's proven he's a lead-level coach, won championships, has taken him to the tournament. It makes perfect sense. I don't think in the end that that's going to happen, strictly because of I think Chris Jans is a guy who has been coveted by some higher-level places, and I think he probably wants to get to that place. He has a great job in New Mexico State, and I'm not sure that UTEP's in a position to break the bank to get him. So uh, that being said, I think there's two candidates and only two candidates, in my humble opinion which is Jerome Tang from Baylor, a national championship associate head coach, uh, who would be a rock star of a higher, um, tremendous defensive mind. He's proven and, and changed a lot of what defensive things Baylor has done there. Um, and he is a top-shelf recruiter and person, so he would be elite uh, to bring a national champion back to a place that was the only place in Texas that had won a national championship would make so much sense and be such a great storyline. And then the other Texas name is uh, Joe Golding. He's a West Texas guy. He's at Abilene Christian, has had unprecedented success at a Division II transition to Division I. 
uh, beat the University of Texas in the tournament. What a great story that would be. He's He went to high school uh, in Wichita Falls in Midland, Texas. So it, both of them would make sense. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Obviously, Jans would be great too, but I think it comes down to Golding or, or Jerome Tang. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, if, 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 if I was the AD, if, if Brian Byrne was the AD, we'd have the same list. Like, look, yeah, it wouldn't be hard. You got Jerome, Jerome Tang, Joe Golding. You really could not whiff with either of those. Those guys are, you know, killers and would do a great job. I think Jans would do a good job. Another, another guy who's been in the NCAA tournament multiple times, you know, has, has won at a high level. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the route I would go. Um, that said, like, UTEP is a, is a really unique place. And obviously, you know, Brian can speak yeah. to that better even than I can. But it's, you know, a basketball crazed town. It's a college basketball, you know, hap, you know, crazed town. They had a really big fan base, a very outspoken fan base. You know, very, I think I think a lot of ways a similar job to New Mexico. Um, yep. You saw in New Mexico, you know, there were expectations of like what a hire looked like, right? Like New Mexico, it was we, we needed a guy who's been a high major. We need a guy who's been a high major. Understands, you know, been at the pit. Someone wants to be here in New Mexico for a long time, right? Like, like this desire to like have something, like a guy with staying power, right? And like maybe that's not how the industry operates, but I do think there'll be some pressure uh, on the AD to look at you know, guys who yep. understand Utah. You know, so whether that's you know, someone like Greg Foster, Tim Hardaway, who've been in the NBA. Well, that's Kamani Young, who's the associate coach at UConn. Um, you know, those are guys with ties all the way out. You mean, you know, Billy Gillespie, like, you know, dude, dudes like that who've been, you know, been at UTEP and understand the place and, you know, theoretically would want to stay for the long haul. Um, you know, I think there will be some internal, you know, push for that, especially from with the fan base and some boosters. At the end of the day, like, you're, 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 you're hiring a coach to win basketball. Games. And, you know, yep. me, Jerome Tang, Joe Golding, like I don't, I think the fan base will be just fine if those guys start winning basketball games, and, and yep. you know, to me that's where I go. I, I also have one name, like I haven't heard, I haven't heard it, but like to me, a guy who would fit this thing perfectly is Richie Riley at, at South Alabama, a guy who you know, obviously knows how to navigate the transfer portal at, at a high level. I think that's that's something that UTEP really has to do uh, to be successful. Um, a guy who's won, you know, won at South Alabama consistently, won at Nichols, like like to me. Richie Riley is like a really good fit for this job. I don't even know if he'd want it, but to me, that'd be a guy that I'm, I'm calling at least to you know, gauge interest if, if I was the AD there. Yeah, I don't know. Why, why haven't we heard Richie Riley's name more? The job he's done at those two places at Nichols and South Alabama has been you know, as good yeah, as anything. Uncon- unconfirmed, but uh, the word on the street is that he actually was offered Utah State and did not take it. So... His name has been quiet, but he's definitely still been mentioned and still been involved with some of these jobs. I don't know that he would take UTEP, kind of like Kevin said. I don't know that Chris Jans would take. Those guys are kind of at those mid-major places where they've built it and they almost want to make the bigger jump sometimes for the that job that they covet more so than just a guy, job that's very similar. So I would say uh, as, as good as he would be, I just don't know that he would do it. But, yeah, you talked about Utah State's fan base. New Mexico uh, has a story of a franchise as far as uh, fan base as well. UTEP's is in there when they're good. And even when they're not good, they come out and support in the thousands. And their uh, social media presence, their opinion, whether you like it or not, I mean, they are the so – Dallas is about the Cowboys and the Mavericks. And El Paso, it is about uh, New Mexico State. And even more so, it's about – uh, UTEP. Those two cities are uh, you know, like 30 minutes apart and they have talk radio. When you talk ESPN 
El Paso, all they talk about is UTEP. So it's a big time place, big time facility, big time job. Um, yeah, so whoever gets it, it's a high level job. They fly charter. They have a practice facility. I mean, they have all the bells and whistles you can ask for. It's just in El Paso. That's the only thing. And it's a great city. It's just far, far out there. Okay, we got about nine more jobs to get through in about 15 minutes. I like so it. Speed round. Let's go. We'll start, yeah, we'll start moving a little bit quicker. Uh, Portland State, we mentioned Bear Peary left. Um, are they moving up? Are they moving up, Jace? That seems to be what's – It sounds It sounds like they are. Uh, I believe that they are. That's the word that I have. Uh, David Raglan is a name I think that would be great. I know he's also involved with uh, IUPY, which we'll probably talk about next. But it sounds like they're moving up, uh, Jace. IUPUI is still looking for a coach. I just figured they just shut it down. Uh, there's no telling. That job's been open for like two years, hasn't it? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay. uh, no, for real. I didn't know that they were still looking. I just assumed that. Yeah, I think I think I think uh, Coach Rim just said maybe last Friday that he's no longer the head coach. He made a post on his social media. Um, I, I had no idea. Somebody actually mentioned it to me. So it sounds like they've had the quietest search uh, in the history of searches uh, in the midst of the, the the final four going on or the whole entire tournament going on in, in Indianapolis. So maybe they did all their search behind the scenes in the bubble. But, uh, yeah, David Ragland's name has been mentioned uh, as a guy who interviewed. He used to be head coach at Vincennes, uh, Utah State assistant that's done a tremendous job there. And then uh, Terrence – excuse me, uh, Johnson – uh, Terry Johnson at Ohio State was also at Butler. Uh, I believe he's also in the mix here to be a name. Um, and I believe they may be looking at a Division II head coach as well. And then one other high major assistant that I do not know who that is. Yeah. Um, Division II head coach could possibly be Stan Gerard at Southern Indiana. Yep. Um, it would be at. Indianapolis. They tried to they tried to go after him last year. Actually, they interviewed him before the bubble or before the whole shutdown, and then they had a hiring freeze. And then he took another job uh, in the in the state uh, at his alma mater, I believe. Uh, yeah, Southern Southern Indiana, one of the best Indiana, teams, which is which is supposed country. to be going possibly Division One as well. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's still true, but he's a guy that they had heavily on the list. So be interesting to see what IUPUI does. It's definitely been a interesting uh, couple years of interim, which is really hard um, to go through. So uh, shout out to uh, Coach Rim for doing the best he could in a tough situation and we'll see what IUPUI does next. Uh, yeah. Kevin, I was just going to add that, per, I was gonna add that uh, Andy Bronkema could be a D2 name as well from uh, Fair State. He's probably going to be in maybe Central Michigan potentially um, as well. So he's done an unbelievable job there. Um, Portland State, I, I think they'll probably uh, go internal. Um, but you know, uh, Ben Shaw could be a name as well. Um, done a really good job, really tied into the region. Um, works with Kyle Smith. Like I think that would work well. Okay. You mentioned central Michigan. Uh, I heard my guy, the best, the best you ever do it there. Thunder Dan Marley. I heard his name involved with that job. Who else are you guys hearing? <laughs> I heard yeah. Todd Simon, uh, the, the champion of, uh, the big sky. Uh, just recent speaker at the Rising Coaches Clinic last week. Um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a name. He's from Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Has Michigan ties. Uh, would love to have a job like that. So I've heard he's the front runner for this job. 
I would, yeah, I think Todd Simon's a great fit there. Um, I think certainly a better fit than, than, than Thunder Dan. I think it would be a, a bit of a wake up call for him to like the resources at GCU are just different. Like, I don't think people totally realize how like on a different level that they operate yep. and like a traditional, like, like a Mac school would. Uh, and I think Todd Simon would have a much better understanding of how to navigate all of that. And has certainly done a great job, you know, basically recruiting transfers and JUCOs at um, Southern Illinois or not Southern Illinois, Southern Utah. And he's been really good. So to me, that would be a good choice. He's yeah. done more with less and then you get, you, you've done more with less and now you get a chance to have more. Usually those guys really take off. Go ahead. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, Cornell Mann, just another name, Mr. Michigan. He's been at every yeah. school in the state, assistant at Missouri currently, um, would be phenomenal. He was a big part of the turnaround at Iowa State um, under the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Um, and uh, he's proven he can, you know, he's been a part of winning programs everywhere. Dayton, uh, Iowa State, now Missouri. Um, he's he's as tied into the state of Michigan as anybody. So would love to see him get a shot at a job as well. I got one more for you. What wasn't sure. uh, is it Sadie Washington? Wasn't he offered a job? Sadie Washington wasn't he offered a job in Michigan last year and just decided to turn it down? This is a better one than that one he was offered. So that's yeah. a name for you too. And Michigan's had incredible success. If he wants any of those match jobs, he's got a really good shot on him. Uh, I think kind of like similar to how like how hot Luke Yaklich was. Like I think yeah. at some like he everybody knows how important he's been. Uh, and you know you know I think he can kind of be. You know, wait and find the right one. If Central Michigan's the right one for him, he should take it. I don't know. I think he'll be patient. Speaking yeah. of the Mac, Jim. Eastern Michigan. What? Is Eastern Michigan next? Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, we'll get to Eastern Michigan. Sure, we can get to them next. But speaking of the Mac and Eastern Michigan falls in this too. By the way, Jim Christian, uh, still on the unemployment line, has had quite a bit of success uh, in the league. That's a good one. Yeah. Don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't hear his name mentioned with any of these, but – yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have a watch like John Beeline does, but maybe he should. To Jim maybe, uh, especially with all the Mac jobs open this year. Right. Uh, anything new with Eastern Michigan? We talked last week that they were down to three. Uh, any progress there? Anything new you've heard there, Kevin? I haven't heard anything new. Honestly, I'm a bit surprised it's not done yet, uh, given you know where it was last week when I was hearing things about it. So, um you know, we'll see. I think all. I don't think they could necessarily go wrong with the names that they've, that have been mentioned there. Um, and I would, I would guess they'll be done shortly. So, uh, give us the names again. We had Earl Boykins. Um, yeah, uh, involved. What's his name? Charles Thomas at uh, Duquesne. Yeah, Charles um, Thomas at Duquesne. Great player there. And the the guy from the Lakeland Magic we discussed. Yes. Oh, Stan Heath. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Those were the names that I had, that I had heard. Okay. Uh, UMBC, uh, again, one of those domino jobs. We mentioned Ryan Odom left. Nate Dixon uh, has been at it and deserves the opportunity. Would love to see him get the internal hire and nod and get some continuity. Any other names that stand out to you for this job? Yeah, I don't okay. have others. I, I would echo, I would echo <laughs> yours and say, and say that uh, that's, that should be a name. I mean, again, it's a trend now. People are doing it. High majors are doing it. Mid-majors are doing it. UMBC. Everyone's doing it, UMBC. Yeah, everyone's doing it. Come on, it's peer pressure. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just pulling pulling my phone because I was texting a couple people about it. Um, like sources, I like it. Sources yeah. say what we got. Um, I think a guy I could see trying to get involved. We'll see if he, had, you know, how much how much to get in would be uh, Scott Spinelli, from Boston College, was the interim head coach there this year. Once Christian was fired, 
you know, really tied in, in that region. Um, you know, similarly see someone like, uh, like Bino Ranson from, uh, from Maryland, you know, guys, guys who have those types of ties. I don't think UMBC is a job where you need to be like super, super plugged in to, um, like, like the DMV kids. Like, I think you're going to be a little bit, you know, cast a bit of a wider net than that. Um, you're just like a down transfer you to, for all those guys, but you know, that's possible. I'll, I'll throw one out there that I, I do not think is having, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's coming back to, co- to coaching, but I think if there was a job that, that, that might entice Jimmy Patzos, it'd be this one. Um, he was at Loyola Maryland, did a really good job. Wasn't great at Siena, was fine. Um, but he is a very tied in Under Armour guy. Uh, mm, this, like this, this is mostly just my speculation, but he's been around there in, in that area. He's been doing TV with the Wizards and doing different stuff. So she's, she's very tight in the region, very tight in Under Armour guy. UMBC's an Under Armour guy, Under Armour school, excuse me. So honestly, like if, if you're looking for like an outside the boxer, I could see, I could see that happen. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's talk Western Carolina. Um, that job is now open uh, after why is his name escaping me? Took the uh, 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 the other job. Help me out, guys. <laughs> awesome. What was that? Mark Prosser was the name who left. For yeah, exactly. Mark Prosser. And where did he go? Winthrop. Winthrop. He went to Winthrop. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a job that uh, Larry Hunter was there forever and did a decent job there. Uh, sustained a lot of success over his tenure. Towards the end, it started to fail. And then Prosser came in. And did he reignite that program? They had moderate success, right? Um, yeah, he was great in year two. Year two, they were like 10-8, you know, which in that league is a huge win for uh, a tough job like that in year two. And then this year, they had some injuries and weren't as good. But no, certainly a sharp basketball mind. Uh, and, and did, a, you know, I think had things in the right direction generally um, before leaving for winter. So who do we like for this job? Who are we hearing? Forgers. No, I'm just saying I've heard nothing. I just want to say that. Oh. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard a ton. Um, here, here's one name I would love to see get a look is, uh, is Andre Gret from UNCG. Been in the league. I was going to say that. Um, you know, has, has grinded a huge part of their success. Um, you know, knows knows all the people to find, you know, under-the-radar guys in, in that region. Like, it's a tough job. I mean, I think – I don't know how it ranks compared to the military schools. Obviously, I think the military schools would be harder – but, you know, it's definitely the worst of the non-military schools in the SOCON in terms of, you know, the challenges to win. And the league has been so dang good. Like, ETSU won 30 games under Forbes and got a high major. Bob Ritchie is doing a great job for uh, Furman. You know, Wes Miller has crushed it. Like, like to me, you know, a, a guy who understands how to navigate that league would be really high on my list. That's why I like Andre Gray there. OG Gray would be outstanding. I think you need somebody who can – uh, be outside the box, have a presence, have some personality, make this like a cool place. Kind of like Tim Miles with San Jose State. It's not uh, not a coveted place job, and it's a tough, tough job in a really good league. So I when say- we're talking personality, can we just please mention the Andre Gray Twitter thread about the Final Four? <laughs> that was the funniest, funniest Twitter stuff I have seen in so long. My man was my man was killing me all night. It was incredible. Andre Gray is hilarious. He, he'd he be great for the job. Uh, fun fact about him, he's, I believe, only coached in the state of North Carolina 
during his yep. like that's why, that's why it only season. makes sense it only makes sense yeah. i think he played college football too he didn't even i don't even know if he played college basketball no oh, i didn't know that another two fun facts for you about andre gray um yeah challenging job i'll throw out a random name i don't even know if he'd take it but what about bart lundy at queen's university Ooh, I like that one. Done, yeah, I like as that. good of a job as anybody at the d2 level he didn't work out at at high point i don't believe uh but you know coaches coaches get better with each opportunity uh, and he's he's done a great job at queens queens arguably could be a better job i don't know um I would say but uh, a better job but some guys want to get d1 okay speed round for real guys cuz i got to go pick up my son in about 3 minutes so do it Delaware state what do we got nothing nothing i, I think that central connecticut state Slow process, lots of, you know, red tape with union stuff and contract dates and state employees and all that stuff. Starting Zoom interviews now. Um, watch out for um, Pat Sellers on Fairfield staff and alum. Watch for Steve Curran from St. Bonaventure. Um, Jim Ferry, potentially. Uh, here's another name that, that I've, I've heard could be in the mix is Will Brown from Albany. So keep an eye out. Is Scott uh, Burrell involved in that too? Who? Scotty Burrell. Uh, I think he could be. I haven't heard it, but he would definitely make sense. Really good D2 coach. Gotcha. Yeah, all the stuff you mentioned at the beginning, union, caught up across campus, does not bode well for future success in men's basketball, regardless of who you hire. Um, no question. No question. Okay. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, We a SWAC Hall of Famer, George Ivory, retired. Um, where do you guys think we're going here? Yeah, I heard a few names. Montez Robinson was named. It was named. He was mentioned. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about him. I don't know him personally. And then he was the interim head coach at UT Martin. Uh, and then what's the gentleman's name uh, that was at uh, – he took over at Florida, at Florida International, but he was at a MEAC before that. Anthony Evans. There you go. Those are two names. Those are good ones. Yeah. I would, those would be the names I would, I would be calling. I think, you know, Montez Robinson deserves another opportunity to did it had an impossible situation this year. UC Martin, uh, and obviously understands, you know, HBCU basketball. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard it, um, not to just plug our own stuff, but the, the rising coaches podcast from a few weeks ago with Montez Robinson, what a powerful episode that is talked about his tenure at Alcorn state where he really had a ton of success and then got the rug pulled out from underneath him with zero explanation, just like went in, honestly went into his end of the year meeting with the AD thinking he was going to get an extension. And the AD said, you're fired and would not return a phone call and has not talked to him since. Uh, then a year later, he's at UT Martin. And of course, coach Stewart passes and he gets put in the impossible situation of becoming the interim head coach and having to break the news to the team uh, during a pandemic where he, the team can't even like physically come together and hug. Uh, really, really emotional. Montez would be great. Anthony Evans would be great. Um, nobody else pops into mind, but um, yeah, certainly, certainly a good swack job. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, did we forget anything before we wrap up here? I think we're good. I think you gotta go get your son. That's more important. Kevin, we appreciate you being on as always. Um, uh, it's been fun. Uh, today had probably the most awkward silences of any of our shows trying to figure out uh, who's going to speak next and, and what jo- who's involved in what job, but that's this time of year. Um, we'll keep it coming. Make sure you guys tune in. I think we're going Tuesday and Thursday from now on. Right, Brian? I think uh, so. I think so. 
backed by popular demands, once a week is not enough for our loyal fan base. So uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon Eastern, you can catch the carousel. If you missed any of this episode, you can go back and listen to it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, if you have former players who are looking to get into coaching yes. uh, or if you are looking to hire somebody on your staff, yep. uh, go to risingcoaches.com. Check out our intro to coaching conference. It's a free conference next week done virtually for players who are trying to bridge the gap and get into the profession. Uh, and it will end with a speed interview round. Uh, we've already got about 15 to 20 programs and, and professional organizations that have committed to take part in the speed interviews. So if your program is looking to hire and you're interested in a former player, hit us up, Adam at risingcoaches.com, and we'd be happy to slide you guys in there. All right, Brian, Kevin, thank you as always. It's been fun, and we will see you guys next Tuesday.